What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach. And this is Eric. We're going to have to work out some kinks. <laughs> well, yeah, we're trying to switch and we're trying, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. So what are we what are we doing with this, Eric? This is, what is this called? Um, well, we're we're recording on on the i on the i on the iPad and our phone and iPhone and uh, so we're using Switcher Studio to try to bring an element of video to the podcast. Yeah, so, we're trying it out. Yeah. We don't know if this level if, if you you might not even ever see this video. So this is great. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, but we'll you, see. You this, might not at all. This is fun. Uh, it basically, so it just takes uh, up to eight inputs, right? Um, I think it's 10, actually. Oh, 10. I so think it'll ten, take 9 or 10, yeah. 10 iPhone or probably Android, too. It doesn't matter. It connects uh, via the Wi-Fi that you're on, so you can set up a hotspot on your uh, iPad or iPhone, connect everything through that, and then you can switch live as it's recording. It's actually pretty cool. So that's what we're going to be doing this episode. We're going to try it out. We'll probably upload it to YouTube. Going to sync up the audio later, but the that that's not what we're talking about this week, is it? Uh, no, we're doing a preview for Cinegear. Yeah, Cinegear 2019. Got some yeah. gear coming out that we yeah. want to check up on. And uh, what, what's the what's the big thing that we're announcing, though? Well, what what is the big thing that we're now? Are we announcing our special guest interviews that we've got scheduled? I mean, yes. what 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 is it that you're thinking? So we're going to Cinegear next week, I guess this week, whenever you start listening to this. And we have two big interviews that we're going to be doing. And the first one is Eric. What, t- tell us about the first one. Um, so the, the first interview that we're really excited about is with Jeff Barch of Story Greenlight. He is a professional editor in Hollywood, and he's worked with just about every network there is. Yeah, he's with uh, NBC Universal yeah. right now. Uh huh. Yeah. So and we're gonna get to go to NBC Universal. His, his office or um, the location is to be determined. Okay, but we uh, we we we've got a confirmation that we're going to get together and it's it's going to be great. Awesome. I'm really excited about it. So the uh, the biggest one though that I'm incredibly excited for is Mark Mangini. Yep, who is a sound designer and not just any sound designer. He is an Oscar winning sound designer and he won the Oscar for one of the greatest sound design films ever made and that's mad max fury road yeah so totally understand why he won it for that and it's going to be incredible um we're going to probably get the chance to actually interview him at his studio which is blowing my mind and i'm, I'm very <laughs> excited for it so that that's going to be awesome those interviews will be coming at you in the coming weeks after Cinegear. um but besides that the uh, the big things at Cinegear are may 31st, Panasonic and Sony are going to be announcing some gear. That's yes. the rumor right now. They yeah. both are holding events. Uh, it, coincidentally, May 31st is the first day of Cinegear. Yep. So there's no way that that's not a coincidence or is just a coincidence, I guess I should say. But uh, what are you excited for to kind of get your hands on at Cinegear? Well, you know, it's funny that you, you know, talk about um, the Panasonic and Sony announcements. Atomos also has an announcement. I saw a That's tweet right. about it earlier on the way in. What do you think it is? And I don't know. I think it's like a 55 or a 32 inch recorder. 
Oh, okay. So, so big, bigger scale, big, bigger scale for yeah, bigger production. Small HD, which sense. is kind of their, I wouldn't say it's their direct competitor, but it's the other big name in like monitors. Sure. They have, they introduced a few years ago, their bigger size screens. And they had an announcement as well. They announced a new product. Um, and I forget what it is off the top of my head, but it was probably two weeks ago. They announced what it was already. So it's in the news feed for Cinegear. Is it the Ace? Uh, the Teradek Ace? No. Because they're owned by the same company. Oh, Small, Ter- small HD Small had. HD has an uh, announcement. Teradek, however, did it also announce the Bolt 4K. Oh, right. Which is zero latency um, video wireless, which is... We'll um, see about that. Which, yeah, yeah, which is amazing to me at 4K. Like, let, let's see Yeah, if it's that's- getting there. It's, it's definitely all getting there now. The technology is jumping. 4K is the future. 4K is the, the present, I guess, really. Yeah. Um, and to have, I, I don't know why you would need that monitoring, though. I mean, you're not going to be taking that signal for recording. At least you shouldn't be. But for, for monitoring, I'm, I'm not sure what the need for the 4K is. Yeah, I'm not sure. You're right. Because, you know, when you're monitoring in the field, it's primarily you're, you're just getting... Um, you're just getting your, it's, it's like a scratch track. Yeah. You're, you're just getting the idea. Like, is the idea being captured that you're after? Yeah. It's and like, oh, is the composition what we wanted? Yeah. Is, is the framing right? Yeah. Is all that stuff done? Was it done? too shaky? Was it's it, not it, about yeah. it. It's, I mean, an HD monitor in that scenario is plenty. You, yeah. I mean, it's not, it, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe your, your, your first AC is pulling focus, but I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really heard of very many focus pullers demanding a 4K monitor <laughs> so that they can focus better. No, because uh, you can totally pull focus in an HD scenario. It, why, yeah. why do you need the extra bandwidth? And, and, and most yeah. guys are pulling off of. They're not really pulling off sight, anyways. They're pulling off of distance. You know, they're still doing that, right? Uh, measuring right. And, and everything like that, and just going off of. Oh, well, we're we're four feet away now. We're sure, yeah. and they've got markers in their in their follow focus, and they they're then they know right where they're going before the cameras are even rolling. So, yeah. well, one thing that is, um, from what I understand, going to be absent this year um, is red. So red's not going to have an official capacity at Cinegear, but they're going to have an open house for their entire studio. Well, and they, and, got, and they got plenty of of. I mean, everybody knows red, and and they're right around the corner. And, and in addition to that, they have the the education program yeah. so that that whole class which is probably the biggest class out of the master classes that are being offered um so it's not like they won't have a, a presence right. there or whatnot but yeah and not to mention everybody you know is going to have a red camera at their booth anyways with some sort of accessory that they're selling so it's not like they're unrepresented at all, but, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty excited to, um, to get there and see, you know, a lot of new things that have been announced that I didn't necessarily get like my hands on it at NAB. Um, because NAB is so many people, it's such a big event that, um, you know, getting my hands on the Alexa LF that just came out, right. mini, the mini. Yeah. And kind of seeing what it's all about. I'm very excited about that. And even just, the the like the Osmo action that just came out. Oh yeah. So DJI yeah. will be there. Um, yep. I'm curious to look into that. We we officially bought a uh, Osmo Pocket. Wait, with wait, who? Wait, 
Hang on. Wait, we? Who's, yeah, who's we, we? We as in our, our business. That, really? Yeah. So we have a pocket at so our disposal. We have a pocket at our disposal now. And it has- And uh, where is this? Have you seen- Said it's pocket. On my it, on my desk. If, uh, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the gear guy. Of course, it's on my desk. Have you seen the charging case, though, for it? It's like this little- Star Trek looking thing that like it opens slowly. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, and yeah. you just put it in there, uh-huh. and it charges. And it has a battery within itself yeah, too. So I have seen that. Really cool, actually. Um, and it it's just screams Apple design. Like if there's one, <laughs> if there's one other company that that's making like Apple quality like storage, like just box art and stuff like that. It's DJI. Like well, they're really they're close. Both, they both are manufactured in China. So, Oh, shots fired. I mean, that's just the fact. I mean, I'm not firing it's shots. It's, it's, I mean, the, the manufacturing is obviously more, uh, cost effective yeah. over there. And so they can maximize their, their profits and, you know, they probably have significant amount of quality control, but I mean, it's, I'm not trying to take any digs or any shots. At <laughs> yeah. The, right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's right? a fact of life. That, yeah. That's where we it are just, now. It is what it is. Yeah, And, and really who cares? Um, you know, I think one thing that Cinegear always brings is just kind of the, 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 the camaraderie of filmmakers because it's not like NAB where, you have broadcast people right. and all these other people. There's, there's a lot of like, it's just, it's you and cinematographers and gaffers yeah. and grips that are all there. Yeah. And they're all filmmakers. Yeah. And it, it's awesome because it's, it's not any sort of other area of the industry. It's right. just your filmmakers. And I love that. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I have, I have so much fun at Cinegear. I think it's probably my favorite kind of, you know, trade show convention to go to. And, um, I'm excited to get into Aerie and, uh, a lot of, a lot of the grip stuff because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at a lot more, uh, you know, rags and, and bounce boards and, and frames and stuff like that to kind of, you know, um, alter my, my lighting, you know, a lot of yeah, it. Yeah. So excited for that and excited to see kind of anything new led wise that's going to come out. So oh, right. we'll see if Quasar has got anything else. And, uh, Matthew's grip, obviously, but, uh, what, what else are you kind of excited to get your hands on for, uh, hands on with, I guess I should say at, uh, at Cinegear? Well, you know, it, I think the timing of NAB, so NAB was the beginning of April and here we are end of May, starting in June for Cinegear. And there's, like you said, there's just so much to be seen and to get your hands on, um, it's it's impossible to do all in one show. So I'm grateful to have gotten around at NAB to see what I did and talk to who I, I, I met, which was really for me, that's why I really like these events. It's not really so much the gear, um, even though, you know, we're, we're gear nerds and, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. who doesn't love gear that's in this industry. But right. um, for me, it's really the relationships. It's the meeting new people, making new connections, um, uh, networking, and um, just col- the the potential for collaborations uh, going forward and new new things that you could create, and new films that might come out of those those relationships that are built. That's what's exciting to me. Yeah, that's the that's the most important part of it, which which makes the interviews I'm what I'm more, more excited about is just um, fostering those relationships and connecting and, and helping support what they're doing and seeing how we can do that. 
And it's a win-win because the listeners get to benefit from, you know, bringing those questions and being able to get a little inside info and maybe some inspiration along the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, I actually hit up uh, a couple of Facebook groups and, and asked them, you know, what, what kind of questions would you ask, you know, a sound designer or um, even an editor and um, that's at this level of what Mark and, and Jeff are at. And um, yeah, I got some really great questions that yeah. I'm excited to ask and kind of see where, where we go from there. And um, But overall, I think it's going to be an incredible experience. And um, I want to jump back, though, to the, the Panasonic Sony debate. Yes. Not debate. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I guess we are. I guess that's now a it's a debate now. Yeah. Um, one's got better <laughs> skin tones than the other at me. Don't care. And one's got better low light than the other. So well, there's that. That is true. <laughs> but uh, so Panasonic um, is going to be announcing. Uh, what do you what do you think? Like a full frame mirrorless? Because I don't they don't really have one. They have the uh, uh, what do they have? They have a, a medium format and then the micro four thirds. They basically have been well, doing micro they, four thirds. Yeah, right? and, and I mean, as far as the prosumer stuff, they've got the GH five, mm-hmm. the GH five S micro so, four thirds sensor, right? Yeah. So um, I don't know if it'll be. I mean, it could be something along those lines. They're due for for a new some, something new, um, you know, an upgrade or of some sort. Um, but yeah, do you think it'll be? Do you think it'll be a consumer announcement though, or do you think it'll be like an EVA two? Yeah, EVA I think one. it's probably more EVA two or or, or Vericam yeah, two, something along those lines. I mean, Vericam's been that's but what like four years, so. five years I since there's so. been an update there. Well, they had, outside of software, they had the LT come out. I think last year maybe. Yeah. So the Vericam thirty five, and then the Vericam LT. Um, the 35 is the big one that needs like the big right. box on the back. Yep. Um, and then I think the LT, maybe, maybe it was two years ago though. So yeah, they're yeah, probably, it's been, a, it's been a minute. So, yeah. uh, and then the Venice. So the, the things that they announced last year was the Sony Venice yep. and then the Sony, or I'm sorry, not the Sony, the Panasonic EVA one, which we couldn't even touch at Cindy gear last year. It was in like a glass case <laughs> and I was like, well, what's the, and I would ask the guy questions. He like, well, we're not, we're not able to say that right now. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a little soon for the EVA one. It was just um, a carrot dangle basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it's probably a little soon for like a Venice two to come out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. I don't, I don't think they'll announce like the a seven S three. I, I'm going to disagree with Do you, you think so? on there. I, you know, it's funny because we're thinking, okay, this is Cinegear. It's, you know, the top level filmmakers and the gear that those filmmakers need and, and want and just that whole thing. So we immediately think it's not going to be something like that, but we were talking about this earlier in the week and we were talking about how, technology is putting cinematic quality in in everybody's hands now right right um with i mean you know you mentioned the pocket now pocket shoots 4k and it's a it's a stabilized gimbal you could essentially and you have used that type of footage from the pocket in in something that was sitting next to fs5 raw footage yeah yeah and and it and so and that's 350 dollars. so now the a7s3 which everybody's chomping at the bit at i mean and has been for over a year i mean it's been two years yeah three years since a7s2 came out yeah it's it's, old yeah it's actually i think it might even be four gosh yeah that's Um, a long time 
So, and the thing is, is that everybody wants that, you know, that 4K 120. Like, give me that. Give yeah. me, give me the, that frame rate so that I can have this buttery, smooth, slow-mo, you know. And, uh, and it's... Uh, and Canon almost got there with the EOS R, and they, you know, because they were like, "Well, we can do 120 with with uh, with 1080." And yep. their 4K is and their 4K at 60 is. And that crop. camera came out last year, right? Yeah, and, and then yeah, we're sitting here talking fall. about the, so the A7S II can do four or can do yeah. 1080 120, and it's four years old now. Exactly, Canon so, is so far behind. Well, they're behind in the mirrorless, and that yeah, that hasn't everything. been their focus. Um, no pun intended, um, <laughs> but, um, I think it, there is a good chance that we'll see the a seven S three because of the, excuse me, the delay in the announcement, because there was rumors that it might've been at NAB. There was rumors that it might've been at CES and, um, there was a, a memo from the, the president of Sony saying that, you know, we're, we're committed to quality. We're not just committed to a specific release time and, and, and they're like, we're willing to wait to make sure that what they're producing is going to be yeah. top notch. What so. do you, what do you think this, the specs are going to be? I mean, you're expect, you, you said 4k 120. I think it's probably going to be more of like 4k 60 and then 1080 at maybe 240. Uh, and then, yeah, perhaps but this is going to be, this is, you have to remember though, this is a full frame sensor yeah. in this camera, which is un. I don't want to say unheard of, but uncommon, uh, especially because like if you look at like the FS5, FS7, those are super 35 sensors, so that's a smaller sensor. Yeah. But yeah, if you're putting 4K 60 in a full frame sensor now, um, that's yeah, the processing. Beast. You're pro it, now now you, the issue is processing power, right? Yeah. And so now now you're not really concerned about the the sensor per se you're now more concerned about the processor that it can handle all of that data and in, the in, heating in time right exactly because the thing with me is i've gone to colombia and liberia and those conditions are awful for heat right. with an fs5 yep. no problem sure but i i've you know i've been standing out in 90 degree weather with an a7s2 shooting just 4k internally and like it overheats oh really yeah i mean that's that's always been a common problem with those smaller bodied cameras so right. i don't know i mean for me personally i don't i i'm not looking at the dslr mirrorless um you know form factor anymore for video i'm away from it i'm at i'm at video bodies now uh, i i don't yeah but yeah, because the heat, they've got the ability to, to have a heat sink in there, yeah. a significant sized heat sink that's going to take care of that heating issue, which is funny because, I mean, we're talking about gear and Apple just announced the new MacBook Pro yeah. with the eight core. Right. And uh, that's the, it, it's like, okay, you've got this great new eight core laptop that's, for, it sounds great, but what about, like you said, what about the heating, overheating? Yeah, that's, it's going to be thermal throttled <laughs> so bad that you can't even use it to its full potential. I mean, put that, put that in a, in a bigger bodied MacBook. Like, just give me a little bit of a thicker bodied MacBook. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, if I have that much horsepower in a portable system. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, and these are the then these are the issues. These are the issues that the manufacturers are are facing with the challenges of how do we make it faster? How do we make it smaller? 
and how do we make it more efficient? Right. And part of that efficiency is is the cooling because you know if your your processor if you're processing 4K at 60, yeah. Not to mention 4K at 120, if that's even a thing. Yeah. That uh, dude. Well, I mean, something's going to heat up. Yeah, and there's another layer to this issue of the processing too is that there's a rumor that they're going to have ProRes in the oh, A7S3. that's right. That's which right. Which takes a lot more processing power. Yeah. Um, because that's a, that's a not a lossless, but it's a very, very less compressed version of what they're used to, which is the AVC HD codec and right. the XAVC. Yep. Um, these, you know, these codecs are very compressed. And it's the reason why, you know, we, we shoot SDI raw out of the FS5 is just because that codec is, is not, I want to say terrible. It's, it's very usable. Sure. But you know, it's not, it's not as great as it could be. And it's definitely not as easy to work with in the editing systems. Well, and that's why Atomos is crushing the game right now, because you can take, you know, down to the DSLR level, you can take a high uncompressed signal out to the recorder and record. And, and actually that's a solution for, uh, for the heating uh-huh. as well. So the camera doesn't have to process that. And then you're not dealing with, with, you know, your, your buffer rates and all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, well, cause up to this point, you know, you mentioned being in Liberia or Columbia outside with the outside elements yep. of, of heat and moisture and humidity and all those types of things. I mean, we're not even talking about that essentially, we're just talking about processing in the yeah, gear. But if you were like in like a, you need to, a AC controlled yeah. studio, you'd still yeah, be overheating. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think they bring up a good point though, is the Atomos is that's probably the solution. I think that's probably what they'll do is they've always with the A7S one and two, yeah. the A7S one, could not do internal 4k, but you could output 4k. Yep. A7S two couldn't do uh, a high bit rate 4k, but it could output 4k. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think that's probably what they'll do is they'll they'll make it to where it'll output 4K 120 or 4K 60, but it can't do it internally mm, just yep. to save on that heat. And they'll probably package something with with Atomos. I mean, Nikon did that. Sure, um, they have the Z6. Oh, which side note, a lot of those are getting recalled. Really, um, I, I didn't I didn't look too much into. It. I just saw a really quick headline and I, something about VR issues, but it's not virtual reality. So I don't know if it's vibration reduction is what they call their IS their IS, like oh, their image right, stabilization. Right, right. Yeah, um, right. I guess there were some yep. issues with some of them, so they're actually doing a, a small recall on a few of those models, which is weird. That is weird. Um, I hadn't heard of a camera being recalled in, in a really long time, if at all. But um, this is another kind of a bummer for Nikon because they're just trying yeah. so hard to catch up with the with the mirrorless and, and just DSLRs in general with video, and uh, it's kind of a bummer. But um, moving back on, though, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Atomos is probably the solution here. They, they've thrown such a wrench into the whole system of mm. these, you know, I, I've got a small $2,000 camera, add another $1,000 monitor recorder to it, and now I'm shooting crazy high yeah. quality video. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, lighting and, and everything is still going to come into effect, but... Yeah, it's and you're shooting C log or S log, yeah. and then you're going to color grade when you bring it in, and yeah. so it's you know it's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> don't forget to switch. switch it. Don't forget switch to switch. It. Switch it. Switch it. And we're adding switch another it. layer of complexity here, so yeah, you know we're working through it. Just yeah, bear with the us. Fir- the first one's always trash. So yeah. and you know. if you're listening, this doesn't apply to you at all, right? 
Yeah, we'll send you a yeah. link so you can see what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because Adobe is rumored to be uh, adding ProRes. In, oh, ProRes Raw. ProRes Raw. Right. And so if you're running your, your, your Premiere or your After Effects with your ProRes Raw on that MacBook with the 8-core, you're still going to oh. have heating issues. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a mess. You, I don't know. use it as a heater in New York yeah. in the winter. I mean, oh, man. I don't – I right now I'm, like, at this crossroads. I'm at this crossroads with with – because I love Premiere, and I know Premiere. I've been working on Premiere for over two years now, and I'm I, I'm – uh, I'm a lot b- better versed in that than I am in Final Cut. And when Final Cut moved to like the iMovie Pro, uh, yeah, that's a good way to say it. <laughs> um, scenario because Apple's kind of pivoted away from catering to Their the industry company. professional. Yeah. They, they've yeah. pivoted to towards more. A consumer scenario. I mean, obviously, because if they're oh, they're, yeah. they're going to continue their one trillion dollar uh, company and continue to yeah. grow. I mean, um, I, I can sit here and, and and bitch and moan all I want about <laughs> them not having pro pro gear anymore. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, they're a company. They have to make money. Sure, and yeah. it's the iPhone, the iPhone, the iPad, the Apple Watch. Well, it's and, their and trillion ironically, industry. we're shooting this on iPhones, <laughs> and we're switching it using an iPad. Yeah. So the 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 technology and the software is is definitely there. But I when do when I'm editing. I'm so tempted right now to buy a Razer gamer laptop because of the power that it has. Yeah. To be able to render and edit a ton faster. Yeah, it's the I just I'm, it, it's just that <laughs> Nvidia support too. It, it, I mean, I was sitting there thinking about it this morning. I was just like because I'm you mentioned that you love Premiere and uh, you know, I've been using Premiere for for a really long time now. And I'm just so frustrated with it in general. Um, yeah, and I and I don't know if it is the Apple issue or not, but um, you know the the complete lack of stability between machines. Um, we have eight machines that we use, and um, between them, maybe maybe two of them are constantly stable. Yeah, um, and we have Premiere CC nineteen crash all the time. Yeah, and you have the Mac Pros. Yeah, and we're in what are on, which are like uh, eight core, right? Yeah, I mean at least some of them are twelve core. Yeah, so and, and how they that? shouldn't be having issues. And the I just have I can go on a whole rant about the yeah. Adobe Apple right. you know dilemma and just how unsupportive it is. But you know what? That's a huge chunk of your market, Adobe, and I sure. think you need to start focusing more on it because I yeah. mean. You can't you can't just abandon them and expect everybody to just drop their ten thousand dollar computers that they bought six years ago, and a, you know go and buy a three thousand dollar Windows PC. Like it just right. you, you can't expect that. No, I mean, not at all. how many people are still using MacBook Pros for Photoshop and I mean in Illustrator? I mean, it's a huge yeah. market. Um, and the fact that programs between Adobe don't talk to each other anyways is like correctly is really frustrating. Like keyboard shortcuts and after effects are not the same in premiere. And it, it's like you, you're such an ecosystem pitch. That's what you, you sell it as. But in reality, it's, I don't know. It's, it's more cumbersome than it should be. Well, you know, (laughs) yeah, this can, this podcast this week can rapidly turn into a a rant and (laughs) complain about gear and software working together. But you know, it's funny earlier in the week, um, Jeff Barch had posted 
um, this meme in, in, and I can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook or wherever it was, but, and it was a meme that had uh, like these people and there, there was, uh, I totally have brain fart right there, but <laughs> they're, they're basically, it was the premier logo on one guy. And he was kind of propping himself up like I'm the guy. And right. then and then the the wife who was all prim and proper had the final cut logo. Okay. And she was like all, you know, like, no, this is better. And then there was another guy that um had the Avid? No. Sony Vegas. No. Um Movie Maker. <laughs> I think it was iMovie, but uh. I, it might have been something else. But and I just thought it was funny. Um, you know, you brought up Sony Vegas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No um, one uses that. Well, there's a, there's a handful, there's a handful of people that are Name using me that. Two. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of people on Reddit that I I've oh, seen. They need They're to just stop. <laughs> they need to just move on. But the thing that, that, so Da Vinci Resolve oh, is, yeah. is a thing. And, you know, there's a free version of that and peep and Da Vinci actually, which is owned by black magic. Um, is kind of was has been winning the color grade game. Yeah. And that's kind of where the lane that they've been operating in. But as it's gained popularity, it's starting to gain market share over Final Cut and over Premiere. Yeah, over in the non-linear and editing. Yes, because yeah. it's been it's been um it's been used professionally in that one particular. Yeah. Now now people are u- using it for more than just that. And it's a more robust tool, but you mentioned Avid and that was the thing that, that really baked my noodle because Avid has been the editing software. That's the industry standard across the board for for forever years now. Yeah. And now it was this massive hundred to $200,000 rig that you had to buy in desk and controller surface and the whole nine. But Media Composer, which yeah. is the software part of it, is what most of the professionals are using. There's also a free version of that. So, but you never hear anybody talking about that. It's always no, it's always the Final Cut versus Premiere. And it was funny yeah. because when Final Cut started coming in, that um, that was the big thing. It was the cost. Like you could build a Final Cut rig for fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. And do all you could on the on the big avid edit desk in the same with a with a lot less cost. Yeah, not and, even a quarter of the price. Right. And so that that became a thing it, for a lot of studios I, I and think a lot you, of you edit don't houses. Hear, you don't hear people t- you know putting avid in there because the the guys that are using avid don't care about the rest of everybody sure because they're in the best right like i would argue to say that avid is still the best and they've come a long way and and they've they've really updated you know five six years ago their their software still looked like it was from the 90s Uh, and then they had a revamp and then media composer and the current one i mean I, i i really like avid i think it's it is the editor to use um you know it doesn't the the only thing is the is that cost and and it doesn't have the after effects or right. you know the right. the the connection between other softwares and I think that's the main reason is a lot of people are sticking with Adobe. Um, I'm all for leaving Adobe though. I have no I have no <laughs> affection for them whatsoever. Sorry, Adobe. Um, you know I, I I just won't go back to Final Cut because I don't like that layout right. that they currently have. Yeah. Um, I prefer the more traditional layout and, and well and to then me, they that's buried quicker. all the tools. They buried yeah. all the more robust tools. It is. It's a lot harder. 
harder to get through Final Cut to me, you know, and I edited on X for a year and a half. Oh, okay. And so I, I'm not just I'm not just saying this. No, you have experience. I have experience yeah. with it, and then I, I you know, I, I edited in Premiere simultaneously, and and then I just I just dumped it and I moved to Premiere, and um, you know, that's that's what I'm editing on 100 percent of my time now. Yeah. And you know, if we if we if Adobe, I'm sorry, not Adobe, if Avid had you know an After Effects and you know dynamic linking the same way, if it worked, you know, better right. than uh, Adobe did. Um, I would move to it and I I just, it's frustrating to me that Adobe just can't kind of get it together. I mean, they're probably, I think they probably have the biggest market share because there's more people using it. Yeah. Now Avid is used by the industry, I think, but Adobe has more market, like more people using it. Because sure. there's more oh, of the yeah. every guy, the For more sure. of the YouTube guy using yep, it. Yep, absolutely. You know, and you know, it's funny because I sat in a, I've sat in a media composer class at NAB, and I'm like, man, this is such a robust tool. Um, so I, I used to work for a trailer house called Hammer Films back in the day, and they had the big Avid Edit bays, and that's where they did all their main editing, but. They also had After Effects, and that was kind of where I was more interested in in learning and, and going in that direction. Um, and that's the thing that keeps me on Premiere is the inner inner interaction between and the dynamic linking that you mentioned between After Effects and and Premiere, um, which is why I spent the last two years really diving into learning Premiere and getting more proficient at it. Um, because there's so many cool things that you can do with After Effects that it just you want to, you don't want to have to oh let's let's render and export and then let's take that in and then it just becomes this yeah. workflow nightmare yeah and then you get file sizes and, and you're just you're doing duplicates of things you don't really need to, to do to do the you know the the run through between Avid and, and After Effects right but you know uh, you you brought up DaVinci though and uh, that to me is probably one of the most exciting things um, lately uh, in the editing world yep. because I think there's a lot to be said about a um, um, a program that isn't, or a company, I guess, that isn't afraid of revamping the whole thing to make it work better. Um, I think Adobe is scared to, to revamp Premiere. Um, they're scared to actually put in the time and the effort into revamping it to where it'll work with GPUs better, where it'll work with multi-core processing. Because right now it's still doing single core processing and it does not take advantage of actual AMD graphics cards Ah, the same way that it does with NVIDIA graphics cards. It's a huge disadvantage. But with DaVinci, it doesn't care. It'll take everything you have at it. It'll take all your cores. It'll take all your RAM. It'll take all your GPU, you know, power. And it's, it's, it's the future, and I think I think more people are going to start migrating to it, especially because the the under four K version is free for mm. DaVinci. So if you right, wanted, to, if right. you don't want to export out four K or higher, DaVinci is free. Yeah, and so now you have a nonlinear editor in DaVinci, color grading, and then the sound uh, mixing also because they bought a company a couple of years ago and now integrated it into DaVinci, and it's an all in one now. I mean, there's no there's no uh, motion graphics to it, but that's going to change. I'm sure. I'm sure, sure they'll buy somebody that they can integrate with that too, if they haven't already. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Why does Why does Premiere and After Effects, for that matter, 
render almost twice as fast on a PC versus on on Mac. I like I I, I totally get your argument, and I'm and I'm with you on that. They they need to be making sure that their software leverages all the resources, all the yeah. hardware resources that are available to it, to be able to get. I mean, you're not. You're not keeping a bunch of other applications open while you're trying to do this edit. And and I don't think, I mean, that's not a, you know, and I think part of that is multitasking when you're an editor is not a thing. Like you, you need to focus on that one task that you're doing. Most of the time, yeah. However, I still put part of the blame on Apple. Like why why is Apple, it seems to me that Apple is throttling back the Adobe processing any type of Adobe software like uh, Apple and Adobe need to to get together like Atomos is with Red, Atomos yeah. yeah Atomos with Red with Atomos with a lot of these other companies and even Atomos with Apple like so they they're working together like so that the community at large is going to benefit that that only means that you're going to get more support. Now yeah. I understand there's a part of Apple that says, "Well, we have Final Cut, and we want you to use Final Cut." Yeah, I, I don't, I don't so, totally buy that though, because here's my thing: is that I guarantee you, if you look at the numbers for Final Cut, the number, the usage has got to be so low in in right. in the grand scheme of what their their market cap is or whatever the terminology is whatever they're bringing in from final cut users has to be so minuscule that there's no way there's no way they're going to go to the effort of 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 you know handicapping their os just for those final cut users and just to bring in that final cut money because newsflash there is no final cut money <laughs> like it's not bringing in millions of dollars every month and maybe they're looking at that as a place where they can grow and they can take market share like well, if we the, throttle it back for the for the premier users can can we earn yeah, more market should, share they know the by final now cut. that if you if they're going to throttle back people are going to dump them and people have dumped them. People have dumped yeah. them. And I really, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that Apple's not at fault here, but I'm going to put it, it's, it's got to be 80, 80% Adobe, 20% Apple. And, and I really believe that yeah. because they're not playing nice. And I think it has, a, you know, 80% to do with, with Adobe. Well, I've heard there's a lot of YouTubers that, that I follow that are significant. They have a significant audience, but you know they're they're making that they're making that switch. They're they're going, hey, I, I can save a ton of time by going to a Windows box. I, re I remember there was a comparison where Serdici and and Marquez Brownlee, uh, MKBHD, yeah. they they both had the the new MacBook Pro at the time, exactly the same configuration, and um, she had the exact same video file and they rendered, they rendered them side by side and final cut running on that same size, same, uh, same specs, everything. same specs, yeah. same file size. And it rendered it almost twice as fast. Yeah. So that you're, you're, like you said, you're going to dump them. You're going to either a, you're going to dump Adobe for final cut, which is what Apple's hoping that you do, or B you're going to dump the, the MacBook and build a more robust PC. Now, personally coming from an application development background, I built web apps and mobile apps for many years. Um, I, 
I just don't like the Windows platform. No. I just don't. It's not stable. There's there's always some kind of security patch that they're releasing. A lot of the viruses, you, 95% of viruses have been written in VB script, which is what gets, which attacks Windows platforms specifically. You very rarely ever see, now this is a computer podcast, yeah. <laughs> but you rarely ever see um, viruses that are attacking Linux. Now there's been some that on on the OS X, but but a lot rarer. Yeah, it's a lot more rare. Um, and and so there's that aspect of it. So if yeah, it's just like why do I I shouldn't have to choose. I yeah. should be able to go. I want this MacBook because it's supposed to be robust, and it is. Yeah. And and yet if I do a, an equally robust piece like razor now and and why why though why can the why can final cut render it twice the speed as as adobe on the same specs of computer now you tell me what is limiting that because what is the differing factor there yeah there's there's, adobe yeah so So adobe who again i just think is scared to rewrite their code (laughs) they're they're afraid to put in that to say, look, we're not going to release a new version of Adobe for a year and a half yeah. because we're going to give you a better version that will work better on whatever GPU you have, whatever processors you have. But they're not going to do it because they're on that monthly budget, you know, that monthly uh, payment plan from each each user, sure, yeah. and they want people to think that they're getting their money's worth, and it's just BS. And well, I, I think it, that it is honestly, it's a, it's, it's Adobe. I mean, I know yeah. I didn't want to get into a rant, <laughs> but here in, we are 20 fully, minutes later we're now. fully in the rant now. But it, it, you can't sit yeah. there. I mean, there is nothing different. What, what can you tell me that Final Cut X is doing that is different than what Adobe could be doing? It's not like Apple is limiting that Adobe platform. They could rewrite their code to work just the same way that FCP is. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sure. And, the, and, and here's the problem. The problem is, is that they're not getting together and they're not working it out. And, and they're... Yeah, but do you think, do you think, <laughs> do you think Adobe's having meetings with Microsoft though? I mean, you think no, they're getting... I no, I don't. I don't think they're taking or that Lenovo initiative or to make, Razor. That, to make I mean, that happen. But there's a lot of finger pointing going on. They're like, oh, well, it's it, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, well, it's because you're throttling us back, blah, 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 blah. And then we're, we're Apple the, says, no. Yeah. You, know, you know, we've so, been in the Intel and AMD <laughs> war for a little while. Yeah, I mean... And, and you know? the AMT, AMD Intel you know, processor issue or, or war or whatever you want to call it, is you know that's been going on for a long time, but AMD has gotten to where they're making high intensity processors, high capacity GPUs for I mean a quarter of the price of Nvidia and Intel. Uh-huh. So why would you not expect some of your clientele to be jumping on those AMD cards? So well, because Apple has a contract with Intel. Well, so no, I'm talking about GPUs here. So I know I mentioned processors, but what I'm referring to is is l- let's say you built a PC yeah. that had the same specs as a as an as a Mac Pro, mm-hmm. as an iMac or whatever. So AMD graphics card, uh, Intel processor, Intel processor. You know, they both have the exact same RAM or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Adobe is still going to run like crap on that PC because of that AMD stuff. And that is on Adobe. Yeah. That is on yeah. Adobe entirely. Yeah. You're because right. Because I can buy an $800 AMD dra- graphics card with 16 gigabytes 
of power and it's $800, I should be smoking through Premiere mm-hmm. or After Effects. Yep. But because of the way that their code is written, it's garbage, it's slow, and it's half the speed as Final Cut, and that makes no sense to me. All right, so we're moving to Media Composer and... Um, and DaVinci. And DaVinci, so... And Nuke. <laughs> Anybody? Wait. Anybody remember Nuke? Anybody? <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't even know if they're still around anymore. I don't know Smoke, why Duke Nukem just popped into my head. Yeah, but, chew bubblegum and Doom. kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> That's actually from They Live. Yeah, it's a quote from Roddy Roddy Piper. You might be Rest out of bubblegum, but you're still kicking ass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Anyways, I think we've ranted enough about the Adobe Apple issue, and yeah, uh, I mean, so. Okay, we're we're headed to Cinegear, yeah. and which and Adobe won't be at. They uh, uh, really software isn't at Cinegear as of yet. That that'll change. That's amazing because yeah. it's such a integral part of what it is. I mean, but Cinegear is definitely more of a production and less about pre and post. Yeah. So well, I think that'll change though with how a kind of big uh, NAB has gotten and how many people are kind of pulling out. I mean, like Red and DGI weren't even at NAB right, this year. Right. So I think that'll change. Adobe will be forced to do some sort of a, um, a, a booth or something uh, at, at Cinegear. But, well, uh, and we'll see Cinegear, we'll see Cinegear grow to be a more comprehensive um, trade show. I think so. For, yeah. for the whole industry. Yeah, so pre-production and pre-production. post-production. Yeah, yeah right. So uh, I'm excited for it, not, not to be such a downer with the, the last conversation <laughs> we just had. But um, yeah, I mean, Mark and Jeff, and uh, we're going to have another interview um, at Sinning Gear. That's going to be really cool. Yep. Um, man, I'm just, I'm super stoked for it, super grateful for the opportunity that we're going to have with this and uh, hope that it brings some, some great information for you guys and, and uh, that you learn quite a bit from it. Yeah, we're excited about what what uh, the announcements are coming from Sony and Panasonic and um, Atomos as well as others. And man, it's it's going to be. <laughs> I just don't like to see my own face. Yeah, but on you're there. talking. I know it's true. It should have. And you know you can you can you can do this without laughing about it every time too. Uh, yeah, that way sorry. people don't know that you're missing your cue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking now, by the way, so I should be up there. Yeah, like that. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then now you're going to close out the show. Oh, I, I am? You're going to close it I'm out. I'm going to close it out. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You guys are totally awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to us rant about Apple and Sophie and all the problems. But all the problems are going to be solved That's this, not true. this week at nope. Cinegear. And we're going to come nope. back. And, and it's going to be It's going to be Skittles and rainbows Don't and unicorns. Nope. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. No, it's true. No. <laughs> Adobe isn't fixing anything. No, they're not. No, no. they're not. Neither is Apple. So, uh, end of June though, end of June, yeah. WWDC. Actually, no, it's like next two weeks no, from it's now. Like, I think it's actually, Man, it's, it's the week after two days here? from now. No. Yes. I believe it's on. Oh my gosh. I, so I believe I guess it's we'll Monday. Find out. No, seriously. Do you think, you think they'll announce the Mac pro? What? Right before Cinegear, you think they'll announce the Mac pro and then have a, have a random couple of booths that have one. Um, that'd be pretty bomb. Like in a glass case that you can't touch. You can't touch. No touchy. <laughs> no touchy. Hands off. Anyways. I don't know. Perhaps. Okay. Well, anyway, you know what? What? This has been fun. This has been fun. It, even though there's, there's We're going to get better at this. Ra- yeah. We, I mean, we're adding another layer of complexity. 
and uh hopefully it's another layer of quality eventually yeah this one's not yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> goodness anyways oh, that's i said close out the show 20 minutes ago let's close it out now no dude it was two minutes come yeah, on you're exaggerating i, I am exaggerating but. all right well thanks for watching the easy thanks for watching they're listening they're yeah <laughs> this is a podcast this is still a podcast <laughs> thanks for listening and uh you can find zach on instagram at, at zach, zach abbott where else are you zach are you anywhere uh, LinkedIn? else? No, I'm just <laughs> LinkedIn. Wow. Uh, I'm on Facebook. MySpace. <laughs> yeah. MySpace. Yeah. No, I am actually on Facebook. Um, Friendster. Don't. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm going back. Yeah. Uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Don't, don't friend me on Facebook, but I am part of a couple of groups. Um, cinem- <laughs> don't cinem- yeah, come on. Me. Don't just don't, just don't do it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> cinematography, uh, cinematographer's insight is a group that I'm a part of. Uh, yep. Um, let's see. The Evan FS5 Borsi- user group. FS5 user group. Uh, yep. Evan Borsier's super secret film group um, on that one. And then the small rig um, uh, group. That one's a good one. Anyways, uh, let, let's close out the show now. All officially. Right. All right. We're, we're going to close it out. So thanks again for listening to the easy podcast. You can find Zach at Zach Abbott's on Instagram. Um, you can find them on Facebook, but don't friend them. <laughs> Just find me in the groups and talk. Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely connect with them in those groups that he mentioned earlier. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at Eric Thurston. And you can find The Easy Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at The Easy Podcast. Yeah. And, and you uh, can email us at the easy podcast show every time at gmail.com if you have any questions comments concerns or complaints and what else well this will be up on the easy podcast show youtube oh that's right so youtube you can hit us up at the easy podcast show we'll see you next time have fun all see right ya. see ya